voor Cubanen lastig om thuis of op de telefoon met internet contact te maken. Vanaf vandaag kunnen Nederlandse steden zich officieel kandidaat stellen voor de organisatie van het Eurovisie Songfestival volgend jaar. Dat heeft de European Broadcasting Union bekendgemaakt. Volgende maand krijgen geïnteresseerden van de Nederlandse organisatie NPO, Afro, Tros en NOS een lijst met criteria waaraan ze moeten voldoen. Daarna kan de strijd beginnen. Amsterdam, Rotterdam en Maastricht hebben al laten weten dat zij het festival graag willen organiseren. Het weer wisselend bewolkt met later en s'nachts in het westen lichte regen. Het koelt niet verder af dan zo'n 12 graden. Morgen is het behalve in het oosten van het land droog, met vanuit het westen steeds meer zon. Het wordt dan 17 tot 20 graden. En tot zover het radionieuws. U luistert naar RTV Maastricht. Sneak upstairs to your apartment. Aren't you a sight for red eyes? I just flew in and slipped in on your left side. Just a satin gown, you will sleep with no makeup. I'm just trying to be inside you for you wake up. We had problems with this all in the past. Everybody got problems, baby, I just a pass. Remember I used to do things that'd make you laugh? Like ordering a girl drink in a masculine glass. You like peeing your colliders, getting caught in the rain. Or rocket flannels all summer like Kurt Cobain. Or that Dolce Gabbana with a few gold chains. And you the type of girl that probably deserve a new last name. But they never let us do our thing. Everybody lying on who I bang. We was on fire, but they blew our flame. Ain't no denying, baby, you have changed. Cause now your high heels clicking. Your lip gloss glistening, your hips start switching, you pissed off tripping. Cause even when we kissing, baby girl, feel different. Friends all diss him like, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. Is you talking about kitten? Is that bitch still stripping? Try and get a pair of Christians. I swear to God that they get you going crazy. But you play it off and say, how's work, baby? Well, some other models is too coping to walk straight. But seem to still love the man that they all hate. But babe, I call you back and say you say that always. It kept me on the phone and demanded they always see. She knew about All my lies the whole time And my credit's so bad I can't get no one to co-sign I would've thought she would've busted a dope crime But she up and left a nigga And she ain't give me no sign now She back in the club in a tight dress With dreams of some day wearing a white dress Seen with some lame and some miracle that She had talked to a nigga with a 10 year ago swag But sound like none of her girlfriends Quote unquote Cause her girlfriends got girlfriends on the phone Hollering at niggas is whatever Let's fly to Euro Make this the best summer ever Now she headed to Rome Rome is the home Rome is where she act like she ain't got no fucking phone I accept that I was wrong Except a nigga grown So I can't bitch and moan In a session getting stoned So a nigga had to hop on a plane A bus and a train To try to come and talk and explain Rented the whole bottom floor For a candlelight dinner Turn the lights out And put my candle right in it And told her even though I met you in a club In a tight dress At first sight I could picture you in a white dress 30 foot train Diamond from the rain Just to 
make up for all the years in the pain Family on both sides, I'm so glad you came Honey couldn't make it, oh no, that's a shame Wetting in June, what could be better? The spot of Euro, make this the best summer ever Take the very last car of the Euro star Tell the conductor just drive so far Told some of your friends and they wasn't excited Well, we go to the countryside and they won't be invited We will not be disturbed by the fuss and the fighting Tell pictures like the herd, could we just reunite it? Let's make a move on these herds, go somewhere private I'm talking just me and you in a plane and, and a pilot that is Kanye West's white dress from the 2012 movie by the RZA, the man with the iron fists. I'm very excited to be here as a new addition to the Student Radio Maastricht team. Hello, my name is Choban, and you'll be seeing me for the for several episodes to come. Um, the main theme of today is part of a loose series that will be coming up called Student Problems. And um, we're going to be talking a little bit about all the issues that students in Maastricht, in and around Maastricht even, um, have to face, uh, you know, on a daily basis. Now, for today, we're going to be looking at um, housing in particular. So we're going to have a look at it. It's going to be split up into three parts. One is um, going to, or uh, we will be sharing with everybody a horror story from uh our, one of our listeners who um, donated very kindly a story to us. Then we're going to be looking at um, some, uh, you know, a, uh, an interview with uh, an, a- an academic staff member from the University of Maastricht called uh, Neophytos Sakadidis Mangaras. Perhaps some of our listeners might know him. And then finally, we're going to round it all up with some tips from the Student Rechtsbüro, which is a really wonderful organization that we'll also be getting into at the end. But first, I would like to welcome everybody else here today. Say hi, guys. Uh, hello. <laughs> hello. Hello, hello, hello. Nice to be here. Thank yeah. you for having us, Chaban. <laughs> yeah, thank, thanks for being here. <laughs> <laughs> then again, we're, we're not, you all are not guests. We're all part of the SRM team, so... That is very true, but yeah. I'm still happy to be here. We're yeah. committed. I'm happy, I'm happy. <laughs> um, right, well, let's pop over to the cultural agenda, I guess. Yes, I think it's a great time. Hello, my dear listeners. I have fantastic news. As the summer sun starts creeping up on us and the final exams multiply, it is high time to step back and relax. Discard the, your shackles and burdens. Soon Radio Maastricht's cultural agenda has arrived. This time, sooner than expected. So what is going on this weekend? Well, many things. If you're into local culture, please make sure to check out the astounding Giants Fest that will be happening all over Maastricht for the entirety of this weekend. Every two years, a different town in Limburg is granted the honor of hosting ginormous papier-mâché beasts that roam the streets, flanked on either side by carriages and Spanish troubadours. It is a crime to miss this epic display of culture, even if you have exams this weekend, this week, actually, now. Uh, for those who are into studying, well, just study. Uh, if you're a fan of Game of Thrones and you don't like to pay for beer, check out the Game of Thrones pub quiz at the Student uh, Hotel on the 4th of June. And finally, on the music side, because we can't miss the music side <laughs> on the SRM, uh, there's a awesome Portuguese pianist called uh, Miguel Marques Neymar, if I'm not mistaken, and he will be playing on Saturday night in Hasselt. Please lend him your ears. 
Finally, uh, and most importantly, I would like to give a moment uh, in memory to our fallen friend, Anastasia's cat. May it rest in peace. Uh, thank you so much to Code uh, 043, Radio Maastricht, for hosting us, and my mom for listening in to this radio show. I think we can continue on. I'm very happy to hear that. <laughs> and I'm really sorry, Anastasia, about your cat. It's been, it's been really difficult. I'm, I'm quite broken up about it, but I'm really happy he could have a moment on, a, on local radio. A yes. Fame in Maastricht. Yes. We are considering to start a GoFundMe campaign. Uh, I hope some listeners might be interested in uh, uh, you know, providing some donations for the, for, the, for the family. Absolutely. Thank you so much. <laughs> some means thoughts so much and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> yes, especially in such turbulent, turbulent times. Um, Mika, would you like to share with us the horror story? Oh, I would. Well, actually, I'm not sure if we're prepared for it. So uh, one of our listeners gave us uh, through Instagram, which, by the way, you can contact us at any time if you wish, uh, through Instagram, gave us, uh, sent us a story about uh, this manipulation by her housing uh, company, and I think it's a really good example as to how companies in Maastricht manage to uh, abuse of the fact that most of the their tenants are international, not aware of le- of legal opportunities that they can use to defend themselves, and it, not aware of the possibility that tenants are out to get them. Now, this listener in question um, w- was going to move out of her house at the time. And the housing company at the time said, well, we've got a new tenant as well who's waiting up for you. And maybe if you want to go out um, of the house half a month late earlier, it'd be great. And they did this all over phone call. This was her mistake. See, the housing uh, company is no fool. They have a lot of lawyers. They've done this a thousand times to a thousand other students. What basically they said is because you left the house early without signing an extra contract, you're going to get fined because in your contract you couldn't leave the house. You couldn't terminate your payment before due time. What does this mean? The student has to pay extra money mm. and an extra sp- and an extra spice, an extra pepper into this horrible story. Uh, she was also fined for uh, damaging... Um, I think it was lamps from from the house. This is the example she gave, and that is also legally acceptable in the terms by the company for suing that. But because she uh, did not take legal action against it or didn't dispute the claim, she had to pay no matter what. And I think this is a really good example as to how companies can really exploit and also fool. Our students around and here in Maastricht. So if you are a tenant and you do behave in this manner, ye beware, we're here to expose. Yes, indeed. And just to kind of add like a legal perspective to the whole situation, by the way, to our dear listeners, I am an ELS student, unfortunately, or fortunately, it depends on the perspectives. <laughs> Somebody here. needs to be. <laughs> that's true, that's very true. But uh, um, with regards to the lamps, uh, Unfortunately, um, there isn't much to be... Uh, actually, with the lamps, there, it was still, the, you know, legally speaking, there still might be an issue there because um, as far as I understand it, y- the landlord needs to tell the tenant beforehand um, which things he or she is going to fix 
in order to give like the tenant an opportunity to fix it him or herself uh, at a cheaper cost before the landlord is going to go through with it and is going to take money out of the deposit. So, you know, looking at the story, as far as we uh, understand it, that message was never trans uh, translated over to our listener. So definitely that's something that you can really take into account if your landlord is, you know, taking money away from your deposit without telling you beforehand um, the reparations that he did. Because in this case, she, according to her or him, um, she he or she ended up having to pay 80 euros per lamp and there were four lamps that the tenants had to replace, which is some... You, I don't know where you can get an 80 euro <laughs> light bulb. Anyways, and then the second thing that I wanted to mention was, unfortunately, the termination of the contract, you know, her terminating the contract like earlier on um, is more legally clear. And in the sense that uh, the landlords are kind of okay, there's nothing wrong that they did because when the landlord said listen um we would you, you know we're going to have a new tenant coming in so you, you, it would be best if you could cancel it now and she said yes to it um unfortunately it was her mistake for violating the contract as uh you know in terms of the views of the, of the judges at least you see so in that sense like um Unfortunately, there's not so much that can be done in her case. So definitely be aware of this and also be make sure that if anything, any correspondence happens, that it um, that it happens via mail or via like. And yeah, unfortunately, people still write letters, unfortunately. But um, it's important, you know, especially when it comes to the law. Yeah. It sounds like she was fished into this mistake. Yeah, it sounded like huge miscommunication like as the first time um house hunter when i came to maastricht um being uh being given a contract in a language i couldn't read i was expected to like sign it and, and um just kind of go with it that's difficult already because there's already that language barrier if you're not a dutch speaker um and i think there's also that learning curve you have to you have to understand when you're going into looking for a house or an apartment or a student student accommodation for the first time um like those levels of communication are very important and making sure everything is recorded digitally um like always have your emails always have um your receipts um those things like that because it's very easy to get confused and then be and 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 to end up in like a goose chase like this where you have nothing else to do but subscribe to what the the housing agency wants you to do yeah and when you first come here you don't know if your landlord is uh you know acting in good faith yeah. or whether he's going to like you know um uh like trick you later on so what i've also heard is when you first come into a house it's always a good idea to take pictures of the uh of any uh defects mm -hmm. or any anything broken that you find in the apartment because later on down the track if the landlord, you know, it's highly likely that the landlord is going to blame you for any defects mm -hmm. that even if you, if you, if you didn't close them. I want to add, um, I think you are right, you know, it's really important 
uh, it's it's kind of a pity that there is this language barrier, spe- especially when you think that Massachusetts University is an international university and they really want to um, continue developing in that direction with people who who don't speak Dutch. You know, so it should be there should be a safety net for sure for people whose first language is not Dutch. I don't know what you think, Miguel, about it. See, I, I really don't subscribe to the idea of having private housing, especially for inter- as an option <laughs> yes. for, for international students. Uh, currently, I think um, I can mention this. I'm one of the few international non-Erasmus students who is at the guest house. I think it's an awesome service. They do a lot for you. It's relatively cheap for what they offer. And uh, you can avoid having to fear that you're housing master or your tenant is going to be oh no we're the tenants your landlord we're the tenants yeah the, <laughs> that your landlord ladies and gentlemen yeah whoa <laughs> oof oof you know no 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 I love escape. my passos <laughs> listeners out there you can't escape the pre- the prejudice even on the radio show <laughs> <laughs> so this is a safe place Miguel this, this trust me space. yes yes oh space. no <laughs> well anyways where I was is that the landlord the in the in the guest house and university um, facilitated housing is going to be the university so it's in their best interest to treat the university student as is needed to be treated uh, there's a lot less liberty that comes with it but also a lot less danger I'd really I really endorse that I give my Miguel seal of approval yeah I um no I th- I think just uh, broadly I think um, housing as a business and as an industry method that's bad bad method abolish it please um but that's not the world we live in um that's not the that's not the society we live in um i do think that maastricht university offers uh some aid in the form of like the 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 help desk housing help desk super super nice they do a lot they try a lot um but i think at just a level of how many students enter the city and are just confused a help desk is not um, is not sufficient, ca- sufficient for yeah. all of that. For like the de- the demand and just the level of sheer confusion and um, mystery and miscommunication that happens, I think the help desk does what they can do, but it's it's not often enough. Yeah, if I can quote actually uh, mm-hmm. a little mention at the 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 diplomat. I think it was the the Maastricht diplomat uh, newspaper, which is a student run. Yeah. Uh, newspaper. The newest they, edition. Yeah, the newest edition mentioned this exact topic today. Mm-hmm. So we, we didn't steal their idea. They didn't steal our idea, but we're still salty. Happy birthday, diplomat. <sighs> Happy birthday. Uh, but in, in that article where they did it, uh, the author said at the start that 82% of students reported that they were not satisfied with the housing offered in Maastricht. He also did say that that was a fake study, but because everybody <laughs> believes it, it is, you know, it's highly likely that it is around those figures. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people are satisfied with private housing, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that now we can move over to another song. Um, by the way, I would just like to note that for today, we'll be playing mainly Kanye and also a few other R&B tunes uh, from the mid-2000s. So I hope you enjoy. Oh, no, I told you. 
cool with I'ma bring the cool with Then I want you to strip you is my new chick So we get our grind on She be grabbing Calling me Biggie like shine home Man I swear she fine home I see I was lying on Telling me them diamonds When she know they rhymes She got a light skinned friend Look like Michael Jackson Got a dark skinned friend Look like Michael Jackson I play ready for the world She was ready for some action My dog said you ain't no freak So you bout to prove my man wrong I'ma play this band drums You gon' take your pants off I'ma play this Gladys night Me and you gon' get right Twista Slow Jams from 2004, so really, really an old track, and also a track that not many people know. It's from the album Kamikaze. Now we're going to go to the second part of today, which is an interview that I did with Neophytos um, on Saturday. Unfortunately, he can't be here with us because he's at a conference in Glasgow right now. But I'm just going to briefly introduce him. And uh, afterwards, we're going to play a few snippets from that interview on Saturday. And, uh, you know, uh, have a small discussion around those snippets. So he is a uh, lecturer in law. That's his official title here in Maastricht University. And also a, a tutor. In fact, he was one of my tutors for uh, SME, I think it was. And um, he graduated from... Copenhagen University with an LLM so yeah, please expect that he might give a few comparisons about Copenhagen and the housing situation in Copenhagen later on um, he also has a professional background as a lawyer in his home country of Greece and finally he is a PhD candidate for Glasgow University so that's part of the reason why he's there right now so to check out the city so Really great guy, and uh, we had a very interesting conversation. Um, please be aware, I think 
um, neophytos would appreciate this. The opinions that he uh, or what he expressed during the interview are his opinions only and they're just backed up by his curiosity on housing in general. None of what he says is um, through any academic research in any way, shape or form. Um, yeah, and also take into account that he is an international staff member at Maastricht University, so he will also be taking into account the perspective of um, young professionals here as well, which is definitely a unique and interesting perspective, and you might be able to hear some of that in the snippets that are coming up. Um, shall we start with the first snippet then? That being a foreigner in either the Netherlands or in Denmark, there are issues of accessing nice, cheap properties in Absolutely. comparison to locals. Absolutely. Uh, it's funny, actually, because I'm Greek, right? But I also hold an American passport. And, well, my, my, my accent is definitely not Greek in English. And it was quite interesting that when I started, uh, there, there's these sites that they're pay sites, they're subscription sites. And there is like a private... It's a private site that you can see houses and you talk to the landlords, answer their ads, etc. I saw that, this is in Denmark always, that it, once I started putting American instead of Greek, I got five times more replies. And why do you think that is? Because there's a, a social stereotypes that Greeks have no money, basically. And here, once they saw that I'm employed by the university and that I have a stable income, they didn't care. Ultimately, that's what it's down to, that the landlords just want to make sure they get paid. So if one way or another, somehow their biases are overcome, they're going to rent you the place. So there you have it. Basically, the snippet is kind of going over the topic of essentially discrimination. Um, in this case, it was discrimination against somebody's nationality and um I have been really privileged and lucky to not have encountered this type of uh, discrimination related to housing in Maastricht. And I, was, I just wanted to throw it out there and ask if any of you guys have ever experienced, you know, discrimination in any form here. Um, <clears throat> I, I haven't. Um, I found my, uh, my current apartment. Um, I found my current apartment on MaastrichtHousing.com. Um, so everything that happened wasn't through like Facebook. I'd never messaged any um, private landlords. Everything was through um, my agency and the website itself. Um, so I never even had any interviews. I never even saw the apartment until I moved in. Um, and I think as difficult as that process was on um, masterhousing.com, I think it definitely benefited me in that nobody really knew who I was, who I like, what what I looked like. Um, I was a student, and that's basically all that the website had access to. Um, so therefore, that's all the agency knew about me. And I think that benefited me because then it just totally bypassed any uh, problem of discrimination as an international student against me. Yeah, I did more or less the same as Anastasia, mm -hmm. honestly. Like, I, I used the agency of Maastricht Housing as well. And you really can't really see who you're from or who, who's asking for it. They just see that you're a student and as a house is designed for a student, it's okay. But I do have a story of discrimination. I'm not sure if it counts or not, but 
uh, I had a, a group of friends who used to live in the city center and they pretended to be a couple uh, just so that they could get a house that isn't designed for students so that they could more or less get outside the pricing range. And for the house, it was near the center, which would have been a lot more expensive if it were designed for students. And you'd also have to go through a lot more hurdles. Um, but by proving that they were a couple, that proved that they had, in a sinister way, had two bank accounts to count on mm -hmm. if worse came to worse. So that's what they did, even though they weren't a couple at all. They had a, they had a joint apartment together and after that uh the 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 landlord would come to the apartment regularly because there were two students he had his suspicions correct suspicions in the situation in this case he had his <laughs> suspicions that they were up to no good or that they were no couple uh so he'd come up uh and ask prude questions about their intimate life Ooh. yeah <laughs> Damn. well i think we can go on to the next snippet the local residents have to choose what they want a little bit in the sense that they 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 like getting the income from the students but they don't necessarily want to they just want like give us your money and go basically and they're okay i i i can't say that all students behave well i know that i live close to the student parties and okay it's not nice to have 2 a.m. in the morning like music blaring but when you have such a big uh, concentration of people, it's necessarily there's going to be more noise, right? So with that in mind, you know, there has to be a common ground and some kind of compromise between everybody. And there are rules that isn't just for students, for everybody in terms of noise and when it's allowed and when it isn't. So all things considered, the long-term residents shouldn't necessarily always have primacy of the rights kind of you know they shouldn't have always the first word and they sh like the students don't always have to go back there has to be some kind of compromise between the two but on the other hand it's also we have to think that's it's a bit unfair to say like okay we just want the income from the housing but not everything that goes with it right so i just want to give a little bit of context as to which question he was answering at the time at the time i was asking him whether uh Com uh, the concerns of local residents are warranted with regard to the current regulations that apply to Maastricht University. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the 40-40-40 rule. Mm -hmm. well, the, basically, the 40-40-40 rule is saying that a cert only a certain amount of houses in Maastricht yeah, yeah Only a certain, I've heard this one. Right. It what was a it? big topic during the elections last year. Yes, it's kind of a controversial uh, rule. And it, they tried to set a gap of how many uh, student properties can be created mm -hmm. every year. And for the students, the concern is that, you know, there's this limit. So that's going to keep the prices high because uh, the people who are landlords who do own th these limited properties in Maastricht can ask a higher than average price. But then on the other hand, um, the 40-40-40 rule was kind of made um, with the local residents in mind as well because local residents were saying that, you know, n with the expansion of the university and other educational f facilities here, um, that there's just kind of a, 
an overburden of students and there are many problems that come with that such as like noise issues or misplaced bikes mm-hmm. or trash and i really feel like um what neophytos is saying is is very true i really agree with him i think that okay it's okay it's sure these problems are present but it is in a way kind of difficult to you know to take the money from students while at the same time saying like we're not going to accept any of the problems that are going to come from this but if i might add my my opinion to the 4040 rule i think it absolutely fails on both subjects as more or less we're giving hint to here because for the students it's driving up the prices that's number one and number two what most students especially first year students are, f- are scared of it's not uh, economic sanctions it's not nothing it's fomo fear of missing out by spreading out the students from all over uh, all over the city not only are you eliminating the possibility of having a deep student culture that can just be in one area they call it student ghettos but i'm kind of in favor of it because you know you can't have a campus in Maastricht, that's fine, but there should be an area where most students can afford to live and where there's facilities for students. Where the current current system is just spreading students all out all over the city. No citizen is happy, no student is happy and because prices go up and no resident is happy because no matter where you live, you're going to have a student house somewhere. I'm so sorry to bring the conversation back, but what exactly is the 40-40-40 rule? I don't quite understand that. That's okay. So the 40-40-40 rule basically refers to how many types of houses can be built per year. And there are three types. Mm-hmm. So only 40 units per year can be built which are divided properties into independent units. Mm-hmm. So that's like when you have a house and mm-hmm. you split it into two apartments with both apartments having a toilet and a kitchen, kind of like the one that M- Miguel talked about with, mm-hmm. the, with the couple. And then, another, there's, and then the other type is uh, taking properties and converting them into rooms, which is what which I'm living in right now. So that's like a room and then shared toilets, shared mm-hmm. uh, showers. And then another 40 which is when you take a non-residential building and you convert it into student housing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I would say uh, maybe an example would be the student hotel where it used to be a factory and now it's been converted into a a living uh, area. Although it might not apply to that because that's also a hotel as well. But so there you have it. There's a limit to these three different types of houses. And on top of that, um, there's a ceiling a percentage yeah, there's, ceiling. A quarter. there's a quota yeah. of the amount of students or the amount of student housing you can have uh, within a street or a neighborhood okay so yeah I, you, that is why you can find student houses in both emma Plain, both in freitoff and also near the mech mm-hmm. yeah and there's also no maximum as to how many student houses can be in the city center so, I mean, there is potential for oh, the right. city center to become a uh, student ghetto, yeah, which, by the way, I'm not in favor of at all. I think it's unfair to the residents, that, for sure, you know. Um, and then the, there's a 20% gap in the uh, slightly further out, and then there's only and then there's a 10% gap, uh, uh, 10% ceiling uh, at the fringe areas of Maastricht. Yeah. But we are kind of running short, so Sachi, could you please play the final clip? 
that we have to shift from these big student houses to dormitories. Hmm. So that means there has to be an investment in housing. Now, who's going to bear the brunt? That has to be somewhere in between the government, um, private partner, uh, private public partnerships, the university. There has to be something done about it. There was going to be a gigantic student center and dormitory, but that, because of the economic crisis, got shelved indefinitely. And that's the reason also that the big parking lot in Ranvik is gravel. What I've seen so far is that, um, well, a shift to the dormitory system would alleviate the pressure for cheaper housing. So the the non-mandated, non-corporate kind of availability of rent and social housing would be better for those people that'll be here for not too long of a time. Um, and it also, I think, drive down the cost because less people would be looking to investor capital in, in housing because that's what's happening now. I also think that it will take care of the buildings a bit better because landlords, they have a tendency of chopping up the buildings very coarsely and just making them like cost effective and not good quality for the students. So everybody's seen those linoleum floored student kitchens. That's not how these like beautiful old houses are supposed to look like inside. And it doesn't, it commercializes and makes cost effectiveness in somebody's everyday life, which should be something that's a bit more free and they have to, like people should enjoy their houses, right? So I think that with dormitories, there'll be a bigger chance for that to happen for the students because they won't have like rotting walls and stuff like that. And also it'll free up these places to be like expat houses that, you know, people can actually live there and make it their own. Right. So I feel like um, Neophytus kind of agrees with you in the sense that he doesn't, I mean, he uh, is looking uh in terms of how he wants to see Maastricht develop in the future, he also kind of wants to see a shift away from commercial housing into the housing that you're living in right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely in favor of what he said. Honestly, um, a shift towards dormitories isn't something completely revolutionary. It's just, you just need enough dorms for first years. And what you could do, uh, I know a lot of Spanish universities have this, is first year, you usually, you have the option mm-hmm. to be in a dorm. And the second year, uh, it gets a little bit more expensive if you're in the dorm. And the third year, you're not supposed to be in a dorm. So what most students do, which is the most rational choice to do, is find a house after first year. And that way you can find a house with your friends, you can find a house with people you know and trust, making the vast amount of majority of of conflicts inside a, a student house making them disappear and um, yeah it'll also keep the market for private housing but you'd also have a dorm and in the first year when you're most lost in this foreign city you have a you have a nice place to stay yeah i i would agree but i mean based on anecdotal experience what i've seen at dorms is that living conditions can be quite dire especially if money is tight and the state doesn't want to put you know much investment Mm -hmm. into creating good quality dorms what would you say about that 
that if I can if I can say yeah go ahead I, of course that's always going to be a problem because these these funds like funding for good quality dorms are going to have to come from somewhere and of course nobody wants to pay for that um, but regardless of whoops sorry that was my water bottle I that was very unprofessional of me I know but whatever it's okay this is student radio <laughs> student radio it's um totally it's very low key but I think that that system would be very beneficial even if, if it was just an option because right now it's not even much of an option for students at Maastricht or students in Maastricht the city like the only thing I think equivalent is to what Miguel is currently living in but also like the student hotel like that's why so many students international students end up at the student hotel because it's the only thing really marketed as a student-friendly place that's not owned by a private agency or a private landlord um and the the majority of the U.S. college system, the dormitory system, is is set up in the same way uh, Miguel described. Like you're encouraged to say in dorms first year, get your time, get settled, have an understanding of the market and like the the neighborhoods and the the places you want to end up, and then have that time to figure it out and then move out of the dorm. Um, and I think just that having having just that as an option is would be so beneficial to the 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 um the problem of how many houses do we have uh how where's this money coming from that competition like the actual housing market in maastricht i think it would be not um not an answer but definitely a band-aid to it yeah yeah because i think the problem is that there's no options yeah, I mean, the only option, you've mentioned the student hotel, but I'd like if you look at the prices for the student it's hotel, it's, yeah. it's, it's crazy expensive. But if you're in a position where you have nothing else and you want to have a place to live, it's you, something you have to do. You go for the, you go for the expensive option, yeah. Mm -hmm. For sure, for sure. Speaking of expensive options, I think we <laughs> might play a little bit of R. Kelly now. Ooh, yeah. Wednesday evenings from 6 until 7 on 107.5. <laughs> Nothing but big things. 
Check the hit list, how we twist shit, what changed with the name? We still here, you're rocking with the best. Don't worry if I write rhymes, I write checks. Who's the boss? Dudes is lost. Don't think cause I'm iced out, I'ma cool off. Who else but me? And if you don't feel me, that means you can't touch me. It's ugly, trust me. Get it right, dog. We ain't never left. We just move in silence and rep to the death. It's official. I survived what I've been through. Y'all got drama, the saga continues. We ain't going nowhere. We ain't going nowhere. We can't be stopped now. Cause it's bad boy for life. We ain't going nowhere. We ain't going nowhere. You are now rocking with All right, we're back. Unfortunately, R. Kelly couldn't uh, play this one out. Uh, Sanchez, he made a crucial, crucial error, but that's okay. Um, hopefully, R. Kelly will be coming back shortly uh, in a few minutes' time. But first, I would like to share with everybody some uh, l lovely, lovely nuggets of legal knowledge um, that was very kindly shared with us uh, by the student Rechtsbüro Maastricht, or known in English as the student, uh, the uh, student law office. Um, so, to start off, uh, just um, if you ever encounter uh, in a contract an all-in price where they don't mention what the basic rent is and what the service costs are, then please remember that that's, uh, that's illegal. And um, yeah, remember that that's illegal. And also remember that it's required by landlords to specify exactly what what exactly your money is going to. So you're gonna have to see a basic rent. You're gonna have to see um, you're gonna have to see uh, management fees. You're gonna have to see gas, electricity. So definitely, an all-in price is something that's not allowed. Then a second tip to be or second piece of legal knowledge to keep in mind is that a tenant has a right to privacy so what that means is as a landlord when you are renting out your property you're basically giving away your right to that property and you as a tenant you have um you have the almost the equivalent right to that property that the landlord would otherwise have so what that means is the landlord can't just come into your your house now because that's what it basically is without telling you in advance um, unless it's for necessary regular inspections emergencies or necessary reparations but otherwise he needs to announce beforehand that he he's going to come in and you have a right to privacy finally uh, i would just like to uh 
finally, one last tip is that um, a landlord can't terminate the contract because uh, using the excuse that you're a bad tenant. Because the threshold for you being a bad tenant is actually really, really high. Uh, let me give a few examples. You need to have not paid several months worth of rent. You need to have potentially vandalized the property and perhaps been a general nuisance by causing noise issues in order to be considered a bad tenant and in order for it to be justified by the landlord to terminate the contract. So if the landlord is terminating the contract using the excuse that you're a bad tenant, just be aware that this threshold, legally speaking, is quite high. Now, I would like to pop over now and thank the people who uh, provided us with some of this information. Uh, it's a really great organization. What they try to do is they try to provide free uh, legal advice. It's for students, by students. And if you have an issue with rental law, educational law, or label, labor law, then you can go to them and they will provide you free legal advice on any of those topics. So just check out Studentenrechtshulp or Student Law Office Maastricht on Google and you'll be able to find the, the relevant websites. Also, uh, they are really accessible. The, their office is really accessible. It's actually right across from the law faculty. If you are, you know how there's a hill, um, <laughs> you know how there's a hill uh, right in front of the law faculty? Well, if you go up it, um, on the left-hand side, that's where the office is. And the great thing about this office is that it's also in the direction of uh, the Shamrock. So you, <laughs> you can, <laughs> so you can get some legal advice and then go to Shamrock afterwards. I mean, how great is that? How great is that? Um, do you guys have anything that you'd still like to add? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> um, I, I think the, the, the discussion of housing in Maastricht, explicitly student housing, is a much larger discussion that I would like to have, but um, I also want to listen to some early 2000s tunes. I, I just want to say that it's a really great deal that the shamrock's close to the uh, oh, yeah, the course. legal advice. So you can drink your worries away afterwards. After the <laughs> That's true. And who can't have enough of shamrock, am I right? <laughs> so many people. So many actually, people. that's very true. I mean, I understand the Peters crowd as well. Mm. Yeah. No. No. I don't understand it. I'm, I'm explicitly loyal to Shamrock. But they have karaoke nights on Fridays at Peters. I'm just saying, karaoke nights on Fridays at Peters is the best. If mm. if I want to say, if I want to say, mm, that's my big mm there because I remember one time I, I I wanted to sing, Bright Side. Yeah, yeah. And you know what they put instead of Brightside by, uh, what's the name? The Killers? The, Mr. Brightside, the Killers. I mean, Mr. Brightside, the Killers. They put on Always Look on the Bright Side. Oh my God. <laughs> and there was a huge crowd. Everybody was really into the music. And I come up my there like God. a fool and I start singing Always Look on the Bright Side. Did you whistle? 
I tried. I can't whistle. I, I, I can't whistle under stress. Mm. Honestly, it could have been a worse choice, to be fair. <laughs> I was, mm, this is why Peter's does not cut This it. is why Shamrock is better. Yeah. yeah. But speaking of worse choices of music, now we can pop over <laughs> to some R. Kelly. No? Ah, right. That's it. Sorry. Actually, R. Kelly, he won't be in for today. But we have somebody else in place of R. Kelly who's also a really, really great musician i think it's uh d'angelo's can't hide love and i specifically chose a live version that he did in london i think like in the 90s or so so please enjoy
so much for tuning in. Uh, make sure to tune up next Wednesday, 6 to 7 p.m., 107.5 FM RTV. Uh, to close us out, we have Death and Taxes by Daniel Caesar. Enjoy. Have a good night. See you next week. Overheerlijke Vaderdagbrunch tussen 11 en 3. Van alles schept. Rijksweg 132, Bergen ter Pleit. Van alles schept, daar vind je het. Kijk voor meer info op vanalleschets.com. Elektroweerts, de U luistert naar RTV Maastricht. 87.5 op de kabel, 107.5 in de Eter. Dit is Peter Juda met het Radio Nieuws. De Amerikaanse speciaal aanklager Robert Mueller heeft vanmiddag gezegd... dat als Donald Trump onschuldig was aan het blokkeren van de rechtsgang... hij dat wel had laten weten. Daarmee laat Mueller in het midden of de Amerikaanse president nu inderdaad vrij uitgaat... zoals Trump zelf steeds beweert... Muller onderzocht twee jaar lang de inmenging van Rusland in de presidentsverkiezingen van 2016 en of de Trump-campagne hieraan meedeed. Daarnaast onderzocht hij of Trump de rechtsgang blokkeerde, maar daarover trok hij geen eenduidige conclusies.
De avondspits is door hemelvaart een van de drukste van dit jaar tot nu toe. Rond half zes vanmiddag meldde de ANWB zeker duizend kilometer file op provinciale en snelwegen. De drukte komt doordat veel mensen al op weg zijn naar hun vakantiebestemming. Ook zorgden veel ongelukken voor vertraging. Zoals bij Wessem in Limburg waar de A2 moest worden afgesloten... en op de A58 richting Eindhoven waar een ongeluk bij Tilburg ertoe leidde... dat twee rijstroken tijdelijk dicht moesten. De rechtsstaat op Malta wordt ernstig ondermijnd onder meer omdat de premier er veel meer macht heeft dan wenselijk is. Dat concludeert een vernietigend rapport van CDA-Kamerlid Pieter Omtzigt... die namens de Raad van Europa onderzoek deed naar het functioneren van de Maltese rechtsstaat. Aanleiding voor het onderzoek in het EU-land was de moord op de Maltese...